This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Reds baseball today on this Friday, October 20th with Mark Sheldon, our Reds reporter for MLB.com. Mark, we thank you for joining us as always. And what we're doing this week is uh, taking a look at uh, just how much the Reds rotation changed coming out of the spring, heading into opening day, and what that rotation looked like uh, by game 162. And uh, this Reds team, uh, they needed depth because they used a whole bunch of guys uh, on the mound to get through the 162. So uh, kind of take us through that journey and uh, show us uh, just to what degree this Reds rotation transformed uh, between April and uh, October 1st. Yes, their, their troubles really did start right from the get-go, even before spring training started when they found out Homer Bailey had uh, bone chips in his elbow and would have to need his third elbow procedure done in three years and, and that just seemed to set off a domino effect that, that really did linger all the way through the year because after that happened Anthony DiSclafani who was another veteran that was coming off a really nice year uh, two years earlier and then he had some injury problems uh, in 2016 um, he uh, hurt his uh, uh, he sprained his ulnar collateral ligament excuse me in his elbow and wound up not pitching the entire year. And then three starts into his season, Brandon Finnegan uh, hurt an area near his shoulder called the Terra's major uh, muscle. And uh, ultimately, one thing led to another. He came back for part of one start, re-injured it due to the same injury, and then uh, was out for the year after he fell on his right shoulder during a, a non-baseball incident on a boat. So uh, right there, the three guys they were really counting on to be their workhorses were, were gone. And then... Uh, really, then it was up to a lot of young guys, some of them who were ready for the big leagues, and some of them who were not, that were kind of uh, pulled in to, to try to pull their weight. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Absolutely. And uh, as you noted uh, in an email to us, the Reds used 16 different starting pitchers this season. That had to be, if not the major league high, uh, pretty darn close. And uh, like you said, when the top three guys that you're relying on all go down with injuries, a lot of guys who may or may not be ready uh, for the show have to step in there and uh, eat those innings. Uh, Mark, one guy that did step in there, uh, a guy acquired via trade uh, when the Reds sent uh, Dan Straley, who had a solid 2016. They sent him to the Marlins, and uh, as part of the package they got in return, a guy named uh, Luis Castillo. And this is a, a good illustration in my eyes of why you can't always rely on one-loss records to assess a pitcher. Of course, we have so many advanced metrics these days that – you know, that's becoming an antiquated stab. But nonetheless, Castillo, he went 3-7, and seven, but that does not nearly begin to tell the story with him. In 15 starts, a 3.12 ERA, a terrific strikeout rate, 98 Ks in just over 89 innings. And quite simply, uh, you know, a lot to look forward to for Castillo in 2018 and beyond. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Uh, he showed he was an ace in the making. Um 
they really got a lot out of him. What was really impressive, besides the fact that he could throw 98 to 100 miles an hour, was that he has a full mix of stuff and command of it. He you know, went into the year uh, with really two pitches, a, a, a fastball and a, and a changeup, a 14 fastball and a changeup. He uh, added the slider uh, while he was in double A and really kind of perfected that uh, during then. Uh, his time up there and was he posting stellar numbers. And then when he got called up in June, right from double A to the major leagues, uh, and he had a nice little start, uh, he, he kind of felt like they, he could have used a fourth pitch, and they added a two-seam fastball, which he, um, he broke out in July against the Yankees with great success. So here's a guy who was 24 years old. He's got command of four different pitches. He's got a lot of poise in the mound. He's got a great tempo. He's not one of those guys that picks and picks and picks the plate or works slowly. His defense stays involved, and it's just uh, you know somebody that you know if he stays healthy can be the kind of guy that you can build a rotation around down the road. Um, it just seems like it, it's all there for him, and uh, if he can do what he did uh, at the end of last season, he's definitely going to be someone to watch in 2018. They've already basically told him he's in the rotation. He's not going to have to compete for a spot. All he has to do is get ready, stay healthy, and, and they'll turn him loose. Obviously, you know, the Reds thought enough of this guy to uh, ask for him back uh, from Miami and that Dan Straley trade. But but even though that they were high on him at that point, did they know or did they, you know, hope that he was going to be this good or, or was this kind of a pleasant surprise that, you know, he was as good as he was? I think they knew he would be this good. I don't know if they knew he would be this good this soon. Um, they had a lot of young pitchers that they had in camp, and his name was not in the forefront mostly because of his lack of experience. He was pitching an A-ball, essentially, the year before. And, you know, between Amir Garrett, Cody Reed, Robert Stevenson, et cetera, et cetera, Sal Romano, all these different young guys they had, they were all competing for, for spots in the rotation, really the last two spots of the rotation all spring. And Castillo was brought into some games uh, and, and immediately looked impressive while he pitched, but he wasn't really given the – the, the full look that he could be a starter coming out of camp. And um, and then when they really went down the list of guys that they lost either for injury or, or, or ineffective starts, I mean, this was a rotation that could barely pitch five innings for, for the longest time most of the season. They were last in the majors in innings pitched, and they just needed somebody that could pitch. And so they finally gave him a try, and he worked with pretty, you know, very successfully. And they he found himself a home very quickly, and – now he's the guy. I, I don't think they would have expected that going into the year, but they're really glad they found him. Yeah, and in a very difficult year uh, for the Reds, by and large, especially in terms of pitching, uh, to have that ray of sunshine in Castillo was certainly a, a welcome development for sure. Another guy that you just referenced, uh, Mark, another young guy, uh, Sal Romano, his rookie season in 2017. Um, a 4.45 ERA. He made 16 starts. Uh, I think it's safe to say his stuff is not as dynamic and electrifying is that of Castillo but nonetheless you know he he gets it done differently than Castillo but the results were there and I think a lot to build on for him too absolutely well made Romano interesting is his first outing uh in April they they brought him in and were uh, obviously expecting high high things from him and then you could just tell he was overwhelmed by the moment he he was like a young guy like it could happen and he came in and he was blowing 98 99 miles an hour right out of the gate and he got tired after essentially after three innings, and it was uh, it was time to go. And he went back to the minor leagues, and, and to his credit, he he worked on his craft. He, he got things done, and then he, he came back in uh, in August, and uh, or, I'm sorry, in July when he returned, and, and he put up mostly strong starts. Uh, 
You know, in his last eight starts of the year, he had a 3.17 ERA. He had a lot of quality starts. He showed he could work deep in games. He had one start of at least, uh, that went eight innings, uh, and he could throw different pitches. I mean, they're still working on him to get um, more of a, of, a, of a mix of a variety of pitches. They really want him to use his changeup. That was a hit and miss kind of thing for him this year. They, but what, one thing that Brian Price had said was, uh, you know, there was a, a really a kind of a fork in the road for him where he could either be viewed as a as a big league reliever since he already has the kind of velocity and the stuff that can make him a successful reliever or closer right now, but he could have also be a major league starter if he has you know multiple pitches, a three pitch mix at the minimum. And Romano, to he wants to be a big league starter, and he showed that he has the pitches that can do it. So. Right now, they view him as a guy that's likely in the rotation for next year. I don't think it's guaranteed, but they definitely have – they're leaning having him on the inside track for one of the spots. Yeah, to, to have uh, Romano and Castillo emerge uh, for, you know, two of the top spots in that rotation could certainly bode well for the Reds in 2018. And, Mark, as we come down the home stretch, I want to get your take on uh, Robert Stevenson and – Stevenson's interesting because in 2016, uh, he made eight appearances, all starts. Now, this past year, 25 appearances, 11 starts. So my question is, uh, I, have, I have to have you fill me in on this. Obviously, he was a starter in 2016. Was he then shifted to the bullpen to begin this year and then put back in the rotation? How did that go with him? Yeah, that's exactly right. He did not have the greatest of spring trainings. Uh, the big issue with Stevenson was he was having command and command troubles, and there was a lot of walks and – uh, they had some needs in their bullpen, and, and him and Cody Reed were uh, rotation candidates that would became uh, bullpen guys. And, and he did struggle um, as a reliever. There was times when he was just he was not able to get it done, and they sent him down to AAA to, to get restretched out as a starter. And uh, he was able to really, uh, I guess I would say, out of all the young pitchers that we saw in 2017 for the Reds, he may have made the biggest growth or the biggest strides from where he started and where he ended up. He was able to kind of cut down the walks. Uh, he was able to get a little bit more pitch efficient. He was able to mix his stuff a little bit better. I mean, down the stretch, he also had a few uh, quality starts. There was a, a stretch uh, where, you know, he basically after he came off, he had a little sort DL stint, but over his, uh, over his last eight starts, he had a 2.62 ERA over eight starts and one relief appearance. So he, he showed that he can pitch in the major leagues too. He showed that he can handle himself. The, the, the thing that's always going to be with him is, is cutting down walks, not making mistakes if, uh, or not compounding mistakes. If he like hits a batter or makes an error and then letting that inning get away from him, that's, that's something that he has to watch out for. But he definitely uh, was a guy where, where there was a lot of question marks, whether Maybe he wasn't going to make it maybe after spring training because it just didn't seem like he could control a game. And now there's definitely high hopes for him. And he's a former first-round pick. He's always been you know, well thought of as far as uh, where he could go in the organization since he got drafted. So maybe he has a chance to make the rotation too. Yeah, and it's worth noting the ages of these guys. Uh, Stevenson, 24. Romano, 23. Castillo is 24. So youth is on their side. The promise is there, and hopefully – uh, we start to see some things uh, develop in 2018 and beyond uh, for those three guys, and we'll see how the rest of that rotation shakes out. Hopefully the Reds don't need 16 pitchers again next year as they did this year. Mark Sheldon, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.